Hello and welcome to the Bee Fairy Afraid podcast, the podcast where we like to shun off the sweet and fluffy fairy tales that we know and love and look instead more at the deep and dark depths of the sordid ones of the past. I'm Louise Atkinson. And I'm Fiona Ridgewell. And this week we're going all the way to the moon and then back to Yorkshire where Louise is discussing Yorkshire puddings, we've got Vikings and old Scaddy, she's choosing a husband. No, is she now? She is. So, in the words of Jean-Baptiste Basile, shut your mouths, open your ears and hear what I I shall tell you. How's it going? It's going great. Why is that so sarcastic? (laughs) Well, I know you won't like this. Oh, God. Is it something to do with some Mercury being a reprobate? It's the moon. No, I'm a Cancerian and the moon's really been affecting my moods recently. I'm getting the fucking bin. We're not even, we've been 30 seconds into an episode and you've already pissed me off the most this week. What are you, go on then, go on. Sometimes I'll have a day. So I, I know we spoke about me walking last week. Mm. I did more walking this week, but I actually... To the moon? I might as well have. I'm so <laughs> fucking far, Louise, and I lost my head. I had an actual breakdown. Really? Well, yeah. I don't know if you've ever... You know, like, when a toddler throws itself to the floor and starts like screaming and shouting you had a proper toddler tantrum i had a toddler tantrum on this walk and like i was stomping and i just if if the 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 terrain which is a new word in my <laughs> vocabulary if the terrain hadn't been so soggy and muddy and squelchy i would have stormed off but i couldn't because the terrain <laughs> wouldn't allow it Got were you not re- wearing wellies Please don't patronise me. <laughs> I've actually got a pro pair of walking boots now. Hiking Ooh, boots, yeah. Where she is. Yeah. And did that help? No. No, it didn't. <laughs> if anything, it made me angrier that I was now wearing the proper attire and still having a terrible time. So hang on, were you were you just angry because it was muddy and wet? At one point, my boyfriend went, what, what is it that's affecting your mood? Is it is it the terrain? Is it the moon? And I said... I'm just annoyed at the world. Wow. And he was like, okay, because it just seems like you're directing that anger at me, though. And I was like, well, I don't know who else to direct it to. There is no one around. We were crossing fields, Louise, that said, like, um, in, emergen- in, in livestock emergencies, call this number. And I just thought, why am I following this fucking idiot to the end of the earth? <laughs> and at one point I went, just don't speak to me. Bad. It was bad. I unraveled. I could feel myself unraveling. But anyway, point being, sorry. Right. I, I checked TikTok, and uh, it did say that the moon was. Oh, it's a new. It was a new moon today. Good and part of me was worried you were going to have. You know, whilst yeah, just the placement of the moon is bad enough for trying to convince me of your moods, you've then told me that it wasn't from an official person who claims me that it's. 
on TikTok in this because you think that one TikTok video that has 360,000 likes that was directed at you not the other 316,000 people who it was also targeted at no it was just for you and the moon's affected you what I've done there is I've let you finish (laughs) but you should know that my algorithm is 99.9% moon stuff how was your um, week it's quite quiet actually I didn't do that much one thing I did do for quite a while I have been perfecting my Yorkshire pudding wrap recipe. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's because the thing is, it's like any sort of roast dinner meal situation. Your biggest issue is timing. Right. Getting yeah. everything timed. What is a Yorkshire pudding wrap? So you just make a massive Yorkshire pudding that you'd use almost like a tortilla wrap, but it's a Yorkshire pudding. And then put the stuff in the middle, which is a roast dinner kind of vibe. Or the be creative and you wrap it all up and then eat it like a is that a northern thing <laughs> uh, so i think the yorkshire pudding wrap thing is is a new invention but obviously yorkshire puddings are a, a northern because i got laughed out of the pub the other week on a sunday because i oh, uh, there was like a chicken roast and then there was a chicken pieces roast which had the word wrap which i didn't acknowledge mm. and then it turned up and it was a roast dinner in a tortilla wrap. No, that's a nerf. With a Yorkshire pudding on the side. And they were like, what have you ordered? And I was like, I did not, this is not what I expected. This is not what I wanted. And I don't even know who, I feel like someone's heard about your invention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they've taken it down south and they fucked it. One of my friends from down south, that isn't you, I have two, I think. Okay. Um, he told me one of the most disgusting things I've ever read, which is he said on his roast dinner, he doesn't do gravy, he does tomato sauce. No, that's that's a him issue. I felt physically sick. Yeah, that's... If I'd been cooking you a roast all day and then you smothered it in ketchup, I'd, 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 I'd chuck you out and I'd throw your ketchup behind you. What, how do you feel about if you cook someone dinner and they add a lot of salt? I let that go because it's salt and you might have... A sodium deficiency. I don't know. <laughs> How thoughtful of you. <laughs> what is the timing of a Yorkshire pudding roast? Well, I'm still perfecting it. And I'm also perfecting what's going in the Yorkshire pudding wrap. Right, what was in it this week? Uh, I did beef this week. Nice. I did carrots and parsnips roasted with rosemary. How do you have your piece, a bit of beef? How what like? like... I'm rare. Yeah. Super rare. Yeah. Preferably a vet could make it breathe. Um, I can't stand them leather shoe people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not like the people who lived in the shoe, but you know, like when people make beef, like let I have no time for this. I'm like, how dare you ruin such such good produce? How right. dare you? So you've got a bit of rosemary, you've got some parsnips. Parsnips, carrots. Um I tried to do some tender stem broccoli. I don't know if it's going to stay because it was the texture element. There's a lot to it. I made um, an onion gravy. Ooh. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and my friend have a thing where we'd love to set up basically Yorkshire pudding tapas. Club? But what would happen is, is you'd get like a, an array of Yorkshire puddings filled with different things. But what you'd also have is different types of dipping gravy. So you would ha- you could either order one big bowl of yeah. like one big onion, but you can have one that's just onion gravy, red wine gravy, mushroom gravy, and you could like dip mm. in all the bits and bobs. My mouth is actually watering. This is what I'm saying. And then and then you could either have your own pot. If it depends on your feelings on double dipping, you could have a shared pot. 
whatever you fancy. And I think it's. I think I might start. Fuck this podcast. I'm going to go do that. I was going to say we <laughs> maybe. I mean, I wouldn't have a lot to offer, but maybe we do a food podcast. Yeah. It's food. It's food for thought. Food for thought. Well, whilst we're still doing this podcast, <laughs> should we tell a fucking story? Right? <laughs> um, Nordic fairy tale this week. Okay. I think you're going to like this one. Am I? <laughs> I've crossed my arms. I've crossed your arms. Really eager for the story bit. It's called well. This in this book it's called uh, Scaddy's Choice, but in other uh, areas and depths of the world slash what I saw on the internet, it's called Scaddy Chooses a Husband. Oh, here she is! I thought you see. It's like Take Me Out, mm-hmm. Paddy McGuinness. No Norsey, no like it. <laughs> <laughs> no Scaddy, choose no. that one. <laughs> so similar with the Norse mythology, it's a similar kind of thing with the Celtic one that we did last week, which is. Oh. Chill I out. Went, I went. I didn't want to say no, but I went a fan. <laughs> went up my street, babe. Um, but like most of them hadn't been written down because they couldn't. Most Vikings and Nordic uh, peoples couldn't write, so they were mostly again told orally. So there's a lot we still don't know, and the stories that were starting to be written were mostly written by people who were Christian who didn't like paganism. If you ever, if there's anybody who's talking about Norse fairy tales or folklore, there's a good chance that they're basing it off one or two books called um, the Edda, or Prose Edda, which was written by this bloke in Iceland in like the 13th century. And okay. he had a crack at writing them all down. That's the first time we saw him. Right. And loads of them come from from there. But this one's exciting because it involves all like the Nordic gods and stuff like that. Oh. I know. I don't mean to do this every week. Right. Um, But I watch Vikings with an ex-boyfriend and then we split up and to spite him, I never finished the series. And so you, th- that, you thought that'll really teach you a lesson. I don't know how the Vikings end. <laughs> you watching the TV drama, the Vikings. Yeah. And then you're going, therefore, I don't know how all of the Vikings. Yeah, that bit of history of for me is, is a break in my knowledge. Do you know, I had to learn loads about the Vikings because being from Hull, it's a really, really big Viking background oh right yeah yeah because the humber is where lots of vikings came in to take stuff to york which was a huge or jorvik yeah i went up there did you go to the jorvik viking center yes i did did you smell the authentic yeah i did right i'd like listeners and you (laughs) to go back and listen to previous episodes where i said about smelly museums and you said i was bloody mad and now you're like stunk didn't it and i'm like yes it did and that is why I do not like knowledge and I do not... I don't understand. like knowledge! <laughs> That's why I push it away from me. Right, plug your jugs, love. Let me explain <laughs> this here. Because the Jorvik Vikings is a museum, but it's specifically going, oh, and by the way, we have a specific authentic Viking smell, which is rancid. And why you'd use that as a selling point, I don't know. But they've specifically done that. Not all museums are like, I wonder if we can make a rancid smell that'll make this more authentic for people. Well, just for you. Right. How you feel about that one, what you smell in that one... Is how you smell all museums. That's what I smell in every museum. And that's where you associate it with knowledge. (laughs) And that's what I associate with knowledge. Oh, hang on then. But when you learn... What if there was a museum about fucking spiritually moony shit yeah i'd take that in yeah right yeah that's fine even if it had a stinky moony smell i don't think I imagine it would smell like incense i don't like incense really yeah i only have a yankee candle that's called beach and that's all i'll have <laughs> all year this, round how big this candle all year round <laughs> i'm smelling beach all year round what nordic as well like i find it really interesting because they're i always thought 
that was the majority of like um, the Scandinavian and Nordic. Though so many of them were Vikings, but Vikings is actually a term that's used for basically pirates. Oh, now uh, there are a lot. A lot of people say that Viking is a lot more than that, and I'm sure it is. But in this comedy podcast for this high level view, they they were essentially some form of pirates. So the majority of like these uh, people in in the sort of Nordic areas at the time were mostly farmers and people who lived on the coast and fisher people and things like that. And Vikings were a very small percentage who would plunder and go all about. Right, you ready for this? Yes, please. Scaddy's choice. Yes. Off we go. There are a lot of voices. There's quite a few voices in this, Lovely. and I didn't realise this uh, when I chose it. That's what I prefer. Oh, right, no. Scaddy's choice. Bish Scaddy's bash bosh. Choice. Here we go. The giant Theezy, whom Thor slew for the theft of Idun and the magic apples, had a daughter, Scaddy, who was a very good sort of girl, as giantesses go. Oh, I should be careful. She's a giant. <laughs> giantess. Which I think is a stupid term. It's like when people go, oh, you're comedian. I'm like, no, it's just comedian. Imagine as well, it should, to emphasise how stupid this is, imagine if a female doctor was like, I'm so sorry, a doctress. Like, it's mental. Oh, uh, yeah, never thought of that. Um, to precurse this, the giants and the gods are two principal features of Nordic mythology, and they don't get on. Okay. Got loads of battles. They're not pleased to see each other. And at one point, due to Loki which is another story that we can do another time. He still, he sort of hid the person who was in charge of these magic golden apples, which keep the Nordic gods looking young. But then she got kidnapped by a giant. A lot of backstory this one, isn't it? I know, yeah. but then, and then the gods killed the giant and now Skaddy is pissed because her dad was killed who was a giant. Oh, okay. But the magic apples... Uh, what the because Nordic gods they don't live forever they just live for a really long time right and they eat these magic golden apples to stay looking young okay that's what the magic apples are right I should have precursed that oil of Olay of the day she was a very good sort of girl as giantesses go most of them were evil tempered spiteful and cruel creatures who desired only to do harm to the gods and to all who were good now, I personally think they sound lovely. I also think it's troublesome when anyone makes a sweeping generalisation. <laughs> but Skaddy was different. Stronger than the hatred of her race from the Iser, stronger even than her wish to be revenge for her father's death, was her love for Balder the Beautiful, the pride of all the gods. If she had not been a giantess, she might have hoped that he would love her also, but she knew that no one who lived in Asgard would ever think kindly of her race, which had caused so much trouble to Balder and his brothers. After her father was killed by the Isa, however, Skadi had a wise idea. So Asgard is where all the Nordic gods live. Yeah. Meant to look beautiful. Lovely day out if you get the chance to go. Where is it? I believe you sort of go up and left by cosmic planets and then you get there. I don't know the exact directions to Asgard, funnily enough. Oh, boy, is up by Yorkshire again. <laughs> All the Nordic gods are in Yorkshire. Just, hey, we're going to the Jorvik Viking Museum today, Asgard. Come on, let's strut out. Off we go. Skadi put on her helm and corselet and set out for Asgard, meaning to ask a noble price to pay for the sorrow of Thiazi's death. 
The gods who had all grown young and boyish once again, because they'd eaten apples. apples. The gods who had all grown young and boyish once again were sitting in Valhalla, merrily enjoying a banquet in honour of Iden's safe return, when Skadi, clattering with steel, strode into their midst. Right. So she's just rocked up. She's like, ooh, hello, here I am. Hello, <laughs> boys. Hello, boys. Um, you looking good? But she's also like armoured to the fucking nines. Right. And she's like, oh, I've got something to say. Because you killed my dad. Like she's wearing a massive corset of armour. She's wearing a helmet. And she's a giant. But so she she wants to kill them, but there's one in there that she loves. She's gone there because she has a wise idea. We don't know what the idea is yet. Okay. But she does love one of them. Right. And we know that she has a wise idea. And she's now strutted into Asgard, world of the gods, armoured up, looking badass. Hemdall, the watchman, astonished at the sight, had let this maiden warrior pass him upon the Rainbow Bridge. The Isis set down the cups hastily, and the laughter died upon their lips. For though she looked handsome, Skadi was a terrifying figure in her silver armour and with her spear as long as a ship's mast brandished in her giant hand. Curveball. Mm. When do you think the word handsome became more <laughs> about men? I think it's in the 20th century because Jane Austen would, some and that era, describe women as handsome. Oh, did they? Because I would get the arse now if someone went, call your handsome. I've been called a handsome woman before. No, you haven't. Have. Yeah. Did you take it as a compliment? I didn't really know how to take it. You don't take it. I don't know. Like You well, bat I'm... that back at them. <laughs> not We're not in the Jane Austen times. We're not in the Nordic times. Don't call me handsome, it was you fuckwit. It older woman. Okay, fine. Why she, is that okay? Because she is probably from the past. She, how old do you think this woman is? She's fine. She's from the past. Every, isn't everyone from the past unless they're a newborn baby? I really backpedaled on, on my <laughs> visceral hate for the word handsome very quickly. Fair enough. The nine Valkyries, Odin's maiden warriors, hurried away to put on their own helmets and shields, for they would not have this other maiden, ten times as huge, see them meekly waiting at table while they had battle dresses as fine as hers to show the stranger. Now, I love the Valkyries, and we can do one of their stories at one point, because, yeah, they're just an army of women. They are an army of women, mm-hmm. um, which is great. But... but they're like, oh, sorry, just got to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to have this woman I show me up. I'm not fighting this. <laughs> um, oh, I need a voice for Odin. Oh. So Odin's very wise. He's played by Anthony Hopkins in the Marvel film. Okay. Um, but I ain't doing a Silence of the Lambs being like, nice to meet you, Skadi. <laughs> Sit down with a nice Chiantic. I'm not doing it. The first line of dialogue he has is, who are you? Which made me think of, you know, the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland, where he's like, who are you? And it's like a real wise, yet old, yet potentially smacked off the tits voice, which I think would smash for Odin. I think go with your instincts. And then I also need one, because Scaddy speaks straight after, I need one for Scaddy, so I need like a badass woman. She's handsome. She's tall. I'm hearing you. Do my own voice. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think quite guttural. I think a voice from a voice from the vagina. What on earth? How am I meant to do a vag- What are you on about here? Do a voice. What kind? Or uh, anything vaginal? Have you got in your in your memory bank? What would you say? What would you do for that? I was trying to think of a badass woman, and I was thinking of like Tomb Raider or Wonder Woman, and you're like, and can you do puppetry with your vag? 
No. Have you seen vagina monologues? <laughs> um, How is it? Because Wonder Woman's tall. Well, how does she speak? It's just American accent in it, but she like has a real assertiveness to it. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do a one, which is essentially an American accent, but a Wonder Woman accent. Okay. <clears throat> if I can, apologies to all. Who are you, maiden, and what seek you here? Asked Father Erdin. I am Scatty, the daughter of Theatsi, whom your folk have slain, answered she, and I come here for redress. Good choices. Right? Good artistic choices. Badass. At these words, the coward Lurky, who had been the, at the killing of Theasi, skulked low behind the table. But Thor, who had done the killing, straightened himself and clenched his fist tightly. He was not afraid of any giant, however fierce, and this maiden with her shield and spear only angered him. Because Loki's the god of mischief and all this, mm. and he was there, but he didn't do any of the killing, whereas Thor has killed loads of giants in his day. Big old giant killer Thor. And um, because I've only seen the films and never read a book, <laughs> he has a hammer, or is that artistic he does, license? He does have a hammer. Okay. Um, but I don't think he just uses the hammer to kill. I think he, he uses all kinds of things. So Thor is multitasking. Well, Scaddy, quoth Odin gravely, your father was a thief and died for his sins. He stole fair Iden and her magic apples, and for that crime he died, which was only just. Yet because our righteous deed has left you an orphan, Scaddy, we will grant you recompense, so you shall be at peace with us. For it is not fitting that the Aesir should quarrel with women. What is it you ask, O oh Scaddy, as solace for the death of Theasi? Scaddy looks like an orphan who was well able to take care of herself. And this indeed her next words showed her to be. I ask two things, she said without a moment's hesitation. I ask the husband whom I shall select from among you, and I ask that you shall make me laugh. For it is many days since grief has let me enjoy a smile. Oh, I know, isn't that sad? She was like, I'm, I've got a thing to go there with. This is what I'm going to do when I get there. And she, she just wants them to tell him her a joke. Well, her main thing is, I'm going to choose a husband out of all you lot. And then she's like, also, you need to make me laugh. Possibly uh, to defuse the situation. The <laughs> <laughs> situation. So does she want all of them to make her laugh or the one that makes her laugh most is going to be the husband? Well, we'll see. Mm, Cracks it again, old big ridges. <laughs> Oh, we're not, we're not kicking that off as a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> At this strange request, the Aesir looked astonished and some of them seemed rather startled, for you can fancy that none of them wanted a giantess, however handsome, for his wife. They put their heads together and consulted long whether or not they should allow Skaddy her two wishes. Oh, I've got Lurky and Thor speaking now. Oh, Christ. Lurky... Well, he's mischievous, so she should be like, oh. Well, I got the vibe from them that they're kind of like a LeFou and Gaston kind of vibe. Oh, right. Wow, you'd have missed a shot, Gaston. <laughs> You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. I know. So Lurky, I think, would be really like LeFou mischievous. And yeah. then Thor's like Gaston. Yeah. I think it's concerning as well that as a woman, I actually can do male voices. It's concerning that you can do them that immediately. Oh, well, that's because I, I, I'm just weird. <laughs> no, what you have to teach me this skill. The thing is, is I think a lot of it is because I'm an only child, and I just had to sit. Oh, this is a mental health condition. Probably, I think. Okay. Because I remember weirdly, not that I am anywhere near the standard, but I remember Robin Williams once speaking that he could do loads of voices because he just had to watch so much TV that he would try and learn them to imitate them. Oh, I thought you meant you were. <laughs> 
I had so many voices in my head. Yeah, and you were bringing them to the outside in and you were like having conversations with yourself. I thought that's what you meant. Do you know what though? I only learned recently, because there is a voice in my head, but it's like a, narr- a narration. I think we should go back to gender issues because this <laughs> seems like a bigger... No, 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 but I didn't know that. There were some people who don't have that. Oh yeah, my friend Maddie, she has no inner monologue. But I don't, how do you know what to do? I don't, like, apparently some people see things in like pictures. Yeah. I don't understand. It's madness. Do you well, it's not a... madness. She's got it. I don't, is, is it a condition? I don't know. <laughs> do you have a narrative voice in your Oh, head? God, yeah. Mine is on, mine is going <laughs> on at the double speed. <laughs> mine has got some shit to say. Nothing of use, but she's constantly <laughs> chitter-chattering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, away. yeah. Um, right, so I've got Loki and Thor speaking now. Okay. Okay, LeFou and Gaston. Mm-hmm. I will agree to make her laugh, grinned Loki. Do I have to do this? I will agree to make her laugh, grinned Loki. But suppose she should choose me for her husband. I am married to one giantess already. Oh, he's already got a giant wife. You can't (laughs) say that as a sentence. Oh, my God. That's worse than a handsome lady. Oh, giant wife. Lovely to meet you. What? From what I understand, a lot of the Norse gods descend from giants or have relationships with giants or have kids with giants. I'm like, you don't, you're not doing great for somebody that supposedly hates giants. No, but they were quite like a broad, strong race, weren't they, the Vikings? So they must have got, they must have been sleeping with someone bigger. No, but this is the gods. This isn't the Vikings. This is the Norse gods. But when I watched that series... <laughs> Which we're basing all of Viking history on... They were all trying to get into Valhalla to become gods, weren't they? They're trying to get to Valhalla, which is the afterlife, which is, I think, a, basically a big, massive room that they just get drunk in all day and you have to die in battle to do that. But there's another realm that's for normal people that die, not in battle, which is called Hell, but with one L. Oh, right. You don't get that from a programme. Lurky's already married to a giantess, but he doesn't want to get married to another one. Fair. And then Thor goes, No fear of that, Loki, said Thor. You were too near being the cause of her father's death for her to love you over much. Nor do I think that she will choose me, so I am safe. Loki chuckled and stole away to think up means of making Skadi laugh. Finally, the gods agreed that Skadi should choose one of them for her husband. But in order that all might have a fair chance of missing this honour which no one coveted, she was to choose in a curious way. All the Aesir were to stand in a row behind the curtain which was drawn across their end of the hall so that only their feet were seen by Skadi. And by their feet alone, Skadi was to select him who was to be her husband. I think this is rancid because I think feet are rancid. My boyfriend calls my feet trotters. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he's a very nice man. Right. However, he insisted, and I mean insisted that I go and get my feet um like a pedicure oh, and oh. and it was it was actual like the you know I said I had a meltdown on the walk the aggression I sent him via text like whatsapp when I was having my feet done I was like why is this man taking a grater to my foot oh, I do it. I hate feet hang on is he having pedicures no and his feet I call them hoofs because they are <laughs> disgusting all feet are disgusting they're gross Imagine having to go around choosing someone based off their feet. I, I, nobody would ever be married. Now, Skadi was very ready to agree to this, for she said to herself, Surely I shall know the feet of Balder, for they will be the most beautiful of any. Wrong. Like I said, my mm. feet are terrible, and what a face. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid sort of analysis. 
Amid nervous laughter at this new game, the Isa range themselves in a row behind the purple curtain, with only their line of feet showing below the golden border. Oh, I have to list a load of Nordic gods now. Apologies for the pronunciation. I thought he was going to say you have to list a load of types of feet. Oh, absolutely. We would, I wouldn't be doing this story. There was Father Odin, Thor the Thunderer, and Balder, his brother. Oh, he's got a bad name, hasn't he? Just Balder the yeah, Brother. Yeah, just Balder the Brother. There was old Njord the Rich with his fair son Frey. There was Tyr the Bold, Bragi the Poet, Blind Hood, and Vida the Silent. Valley and Ul the Archers, Faceti the Wise Judge, and Heimdall the Gold Tooth Watchman. Busy old room, that, isn't it? Busy old room. Big old curtain. A lot of feet. Loki alone, of all the ice out, was not there, and Loki was the only one who did not shiver as Skaddy walked up and down the hall looking at the row of feet. Up and down, back and forth went Skaddy, looking carefully, and among all those sandaled feet, there was one pair more white and fair and beautiful than the rest. I know. The fact that they're in sandals somehow makes it worse than if it was just bare feet. I know, and also describing them as beautiful. Which is just a lie. Like, this woman's got problems. Like, it's just not right. Also, she chose this for herself, did she? <clears throat> no, the gods have gone, we're going to hide ourselves and you choose from our feet because none of us want to marry you, so this makes it fair that you just choose the feet mm. that you think. Yeah. Oh, right, they've set the task. Yeah. Do you know what it's like? It's like a ye olde naked attraction. Oh, yeah, it is. Surely these are Baldur's feet, she thought, while her heart thumped with eagerness under her silver corselet. Oh, if I guess right, dear Baldur will be my husband. She paused confidently before the handsomest pair of feet and, pointing to them with her spear, she cried, I choose here! Few blemishes are to be found in Baldur the Beautiful. So she thinks she's... Nailed yeah, it. and she's giving it away to everyone. She's also wanging that spear around. I like know, yeah, business. someone's going to lose her toe. <laughs> Think it's here! <laughs> A shout of laughter arose behind the curtain and forth slunk, not young Balder, but old Njord the Rich, king of the ocean wind and father of those fair twins, Frey and Freya. Skaddy had chosen the handsome feet of old Njord and thenceforth he must be her husband. Imagine wanting this big, bold, beautiful person and some person comes out looking like, I don't know, a leather handbag. Called Nord the Rich. Called Nord the Rich, King of the Ocean. I'm, I'm quite happy with Nord the Rich. I was like <laughs> Nord the Rich over Boulder the Brother. Oh, yeah, that, to be fair, that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah, he's got a big hefty purse on him, this one. <laughs> Nord was little pleased, but Skaddy was heartbroken. Her face grew longer and sadder than before when he stepped up and took her hand sulkily, saying, Oh, I need a voice for Nord. Well, he's old and gammy. He's old and gammy. Well, apparently he's got beautiful feet. Old and gammy from the knee up. <laughs> from the knee up. Do Australian. An Australian? Yeah, let's have a little Australian man. Of <laughs> North the Wealthy. Yeah, he's been out in the sun yeah, too long. How you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> her face grew longer and sadder than before when he stepped up and took her hand, sulkily saying, Will, I want to be your husband then, and all my riches stored in Noarton, the home of ships, it'll be yours. You'd have chosen Balder, and I wish that this luck had been his. However, it can't be helped now. There we go. Nice. nice. I think an Australian accent suits him. Nay, answered Scaddy, frowning. The bargain is not yet complete. None of you has made me laugh. I am now so sad that it will be a merry jest indeed which can wring laughter from my heavy, heavy heart, she sighed, looking at Balder. But Balder loved only Nana in all the world.
Who's Nana? Nana is somebody we there doesn't seem to be much information about and nobody really knows who she was other than she was married to Balder and they were madly in love. Oh, nice. And the one thing I could find is that when Balder died, she died of grief and they went to the afterlife to, or they went to wherever together. That's, okay. There isn't, there's things that maybe she was some sort of fertility god or some other bits and bobs, but there really isn't that much about her. Okay. Um, that I could find anyway. So do, do let me know if you know anything about Nana. Not yours, the Norse one. (laughs) Just then, out came Loki, riding on one of Thor's goat steeds, and the red-bearded fellow cut up such ridiculous capers with the grey-bearded goat that soon not only Skadi, but all the Iser and Njord himself were holding their sides with laughter. Now, interesting thing about this, in this story, and some versions of it, it's, oh, he came out riding one of Thor's goats. Mm. In other versions of this story... He apparently tell he comes out with the goat on a leash, but the other end of the leash is tied to his balls. Okay. And then every time the goat moves, he's in pain, and everybody finds it hilarious. That sounds like a stag do, doesn't it? Does it does sound like a stag do. Fairly won, fairly won, cried Skaddy, wiping the tears from her eyes. I am beaten. I shall not forget that this is Loki whom I owe this last joke. Someday I shall be quits with you, red joker. And this threat she carried out in the end on the day of Loki's punishment, which is a different story. Skadi was married to old Njord, both unwilling, and they went to live among the mountains in Skadi's home, which had once been Thiasi's palace, where he had shut Aidan in a prison cell. As you can imagine, Njord and Skadi did not live happily ever after like the good prince and princess in the storybook. Because apparently their story is a big one and it's one of divorce. Oh, right. <laughs> apparently, from what I found. For in the first place, Skadi was a giantess, and there are few folk, I fancy, who could live happily with a giantess. In the second place, she did not love Njord, nor did he love Skadi, and neither forgot that Skadi's choosing had been sorrow to them both. But the third reason was the most important of all, and this was because Skadi and Njord could not agree upon the place which should be their home. For Njord did not like the mountain palace of Skadi's people, the palace where roaring winds rushed down upon the sea and its ships. The sea with its ships was his friend's, and he wanted to dwell in Nuartan, where he had greater wealth than anyone else in the world, where he could rule the fresh sea wind and tame the wild ocean, granting the prayers of fisherfolk and the seafarers who loved his name. To be honest, he sounds like a bit of an egotistical knob. Mm. He's like, I want to be where I'm super wealthy and everybody thinks I'm incredible. Me and my boyfriend have an ongoing row because <laughs> he wants us to move to Tunbridge Wells. We went to a cafe there once and apparently I was screwing up my face because everyone was really posh and I didn't like any of the conversations around me and I just said I couldn't live here because I'd have to pretend to be someone else for the rest of my life. Yeah, I get that. Um, But I didn't realise that not being able to decide where you want to live could result in the ending of a relationship. So maybe I'm fucking moving to Tunbridge Wells. Who knows? Hang on, so what's he saying? He just doesn't want to move anywhere else because that's not really... No, no, that's just that's his ideal place. And I said to him once, I follow you to the end of the earth. And he was like, yeah, but not to Tunbridge Wells. So... No, I couldn't live in places like that. Like I used to live in a, a place of north in North London, which was really next to a really posh bit. Mm. And I, the bit I was in, was really rough. Oh right. And I prefer that because it's like in the posh, in the rough bit, I feel I might get stabbed, but in the posh bit, I feel I might stab someone. And I prefer it to be the other way oh, around. Oh, that is a real um, <laughs> philosophical thing you've just said. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And if the police are listening, please, you note that down as philosophical, please. 
Because I went to a Weatherspoons on Saturday. <laughs> and the thing is that he's so weird. When I'm around like really posh people, immediately like my head tilts and I'm like, do you, know what they're to- Do you know what they're talking about? Your- talking about politics. Yeah. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Gets your back up, doesn't it? You just can't cope with it. Weather spoons. Apparently, I was I was in there with my boyfriend, his mum and his mum's boyfriend, and um, they uh, this bloke stole an onion ring off someone's plate. <laughs> And then they were like, you can't do that. And he's like, I do what I fucking want. And they all started screaming at each other. They bounced and carried him out. And then uh, they all turned to me like, bloody hell, did you see that? I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't notice any of it. Like, I must be yeah, so used to that dumb. sort yeah. of like those temperaments around me that I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't even touch yeah. the side. Like, I don't notice it. Whereas I really noticed like a posh accent. Finally, they agreed to dwell first in one place, then in the other, so that each might be happy in turn. For nine days they married in Trinheim, and then they spent three in Noatim. But even this arrangement could not bring peace. One day they had a terrible quarrel. It was just after they had come down from Skaddy's mountain home for their three days in Njord's sea place, where he was so glad to be back that he cried. Ah, how I hate your heels. How long the nine nights seemed. The heart with the wolves howling until the dawn among the dark mountains of giant land. What a discord compared to the songs of the swans who sail upon my dear, dear ocean. Thus, rudely, he taunted his wife. But Skaddy answered him with spirit. And I... I cannot sleep with your rolling sea waves, with the birds ever calling, calling as they come from the woods on the shore. Each morning, the seagulls scream, wakes me at some unseemly hour. I will not stay here for even three nights. I will not stay. And I, I will have no more of your windy mountaintops, roared Njord beside himself with rage. Go, if you wish. Go back to Trinhan. I shall not follow you. Be sure. So Skadi went back to her mountains alone. And dwelt in the empty house of the AC. That sounded like the argument we had at the weekend when I was walking. <laughs> that, is, that could literally be like a quote. So Skaddy went back to her mountains alone and dwelt in the empty house of Thiazi, her father. She became a mighty huntress, swift on the skis and ice runners, which she strapped to her feet. Day after day, she skimmed over the snow-crusted mountains, bow in hand, to hunt the wild beasts which roamed there. Ski goddess, she was called. And never again did she come to Asgard Hall. Quite alone in the cold country, she hunted hardily, keeping ever in her heart the image of Balder the Beautiful, whom she loved, but whom she had lost forever by her unlucky choice. And that is the end of the story. Okay. Her ending, some people are going to be like, that's sad. I think this sounds banging. She's married a rich bloke, so she's got the money. Yeah. She's being left alone. She's in the wild, just doing whatever she wants. Just Skiing. Cram- Skiing. <laughs> she's suddenly become upper class. <laughs> yeah. She's just having a lovely old time, um, and she never has to go to see anyone ever again. I do think that is sad, though, a little bit. Like, that. that what you've just described sounds great. Right. Yes, please. However, I have had it before where I've built up this image of a man in my head, like, fallen in love with him before I've even really spoken to him, and mm. then I'm just, like, intent on, like, we must be together. <laughs> have you ever done that? I have had huge crushes on people where you play out the relationship before it even happens, and then... You've had three arguments with this person in your head, but you have not had a conversation with yeah. them. Yeah. Like my friend used to say, when I broke up with one 
an ex lover. Um, <laughs> my friend said to me, because I was really upset, and she was like, yeah, because before you even spoke to him, you, in your head, you'd already dated him for six months. Yeah. She was like, you were so far along. So that is quite, it's, it's, that's quite a torturous existence if she just can't, like she needs to get him out of her head. But at the same time, it can work for her because she's like, well, I'm not going to, I can't marry anyone else because I'm married now to this rich knobhead mm. so to appease her slightly to make her feel a bit better she can carry out an imaginary relationship with somebody she wanted to be with and it can be perfect for her she can make it whatever she wants okay so what's the moral of the story like imagination is <laughs> or schizophrenia you... is the way to happiness <laughs> like, what is the i don't think that's spoken about with schizophrenia enough that actually that many personalities can make you happy and i think yeah. we should, should bring some awareness okay what well, i just give me a clue because i don't see and also Every story you've told me just throws in like a real random thing at the end, like, oh, and then she got her skis out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Have they mentioned anything about the suddenly, oh, and then she's then she's just like in the Olympics. Why has she got her skis out suddenly? Well, you just think she's in the, she's going hunting on her skis. She's trying to win a gold medal. She's trying to get food. Have you ever watched a film <laughs> where they're skiing and hunting? No, Snow White's and the Seven Huntsmen. Are any of them on skis? <laughs> this is like Disney. This is where Disney on Ice came from. Probably this story. This is the, what? No, this is not. I tell you what I've watched is that sport in the Winter Olympics where they've got to like do a long walk on skis and then they've got to shoot stuff. What? Yeah, it's like a thing. So they've got to like walk on their skis for ages and then they've got to do like these shots of three things in a row. You've got to find out the name for that next week because I think you've made that up. Because we watch Eurosport a lot in our house. Where we're a big sports family. Oh, okay. And it, that was on. And yeah, that's so like cross-country skiing. I've never heard of that in my it's life. A thing. Okay, yep. fine. Right. So there's quite a lot of different takes on this moral-wise. I'd like a clue because I'd like to develop my own, but um, at the moment <laughs> I've got nothing. So I've narrowed it down to sort of two key ones. So there's one about the marriage... And that kind of conflict. And then there's another one about um, two parties that don't get on coming to uh, an, understanding. an understanding. So the two parties coming to an understanding are the giants and the gods. Is it that laughter is the best medicine? Um, no, I haven't got that one written down, but you know. Because that... they are brought together yeah. on laughter. Like they all seem to be in that moment connected. Yeah. They all seem to forget their past quarrels. Mm hmm. Um, so I think I'll have that as a moral. I think that's fair. Because, um, yeah, the one I got was uh, it's important to try and be reasonable to any extent to stop fighting. It does seem more measured. Even if it involves a compromise of, yes, we will accommodate you for your thoughts of getting married to one of us as long as it stops fighting people dying. It's worth it. But I actually quite like laughter as the best medicine. Okay. I didn't invent that. but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for clarifying that. No, because my boyfriend thought he invented... Um... What is it? In comparison, is the thief of joy. It wasn't. It was the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to break that to him. Oh, yeah. bless him. And then the next one. Um, so it's between like Scaddy and New York. And about living in different places. And well, being in an unhappy marriage. Being in an unhappy marriage. Well, as a child of divorce. <laughs> I would say, yeah, live separately. Don't try and make it work. Like, if yep. you know it's not going to work, don't force it. I think actually they've done the right thing there rather than keep coming back together and just like flogging a dead horse. So, yeah. so this is it's sort of pick someone with um, similar interests to yourself. Oh, shit. That one. This episode has aged really badly from the <laughs> beginning to the end. Why? 
Because I was like, he loves walking. I fucking hate it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Cause I, was, I don't agree with that because I think opposites attract. Because you, you have lots of stuff to talk about and fight about and do all and discuss. And I mm. think it's very good. Um, but the other one is essentially the fighting between Skadi and Neorda because they're so different can be a reflection of, of different seasons. Because Skadi is very winter and we doesn't have as much which you don't have in winter whereas Njord is much more calm and pleasant seas and uh, fruitful events from fishing which shows essentially that summer and winter don't get on very well and probably shouldn't mix and should stay separate so sometimes this story was told to potentially illustrate that's why we have the separations of seasons because if they were all together all the time it would cause chaos yeah (laughs) bit of a stretch that one isn't it right okay cool i mean it's great but that is a bit of a stretch i sometimes i feel like the people that write these what would you call these moral books no (laughs) morals but like the thing at the end where someone's gone yes about seasons what are we calling that an analogy Um, what is that yeah sure i think the people tell as an analogy yeah i think people coming up with those they're clutching at straws. I love that you're saying that, but you think for this past week your b- bad mood has been because of the moon. So really, are you, you need to tread a bit more careful there, don't you, sweat up? The moon is um, <laughs> setting, is it? <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Be Fairy Afraid Pod. Thanks for listening.